Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The FT. A new documentary on the Eagles was released on DVD this week, following its screening at the London Sundance Film Festival. For the hell of it, I spent the last week asking people in the office if they liked the Eagles. As I had suspected, no one did. I was met by curled lips and indignant snarls, like the place had turned into a tea-time for Elvis impersonators. The same withering criticisms were repeated. The group was bland, boring, irritating. One colleague said it was like asking if he liked buses and that was just about the kindest answer to my question. This was strange. Here was one of the most successful acts in rock history, responsible for one of the top ten best-selling albums of all time, their first greatest hits collection, and the most adored exponents of a cultural phenomenon, Southern Californian soft rock, that might have changed the course of the Western world. Don't scoff, young people. Go and Google the heady liaison of beauty and power that were Linda Ronstadt and Jerry Brown. The Eagles were a couple of strums of an acoustic guitar away from real influence, or so it seemed at the time. Today, well-groomed sexagenarians, the Eagles still sell out huge arenas. VIP tickets cost nearly a thousand bucks a throw. They are loved, but they're also hated. What was great about the Eagles, their sweet melodies, immaculate harmonies and all-abiding mellowness, is the reason they are resented by succeeding generations. They were way too pleased with themselves. They dealt with the injustices of the world by wrapping themselves in a wonderland of peaceful, easy feelings and gloopy sunsets. It was the purest form of escapism, and it led nowhere. Alison Elwood's shamelessly indulgent documentary features a lot of the strumming and the harmonies, but it is the discordant notes that sound loudest. We made it and it ate us, says co-leader Glenn Fry of the group's dizzying ascent in the mid-1970s and its subsequent demise. Never did feel-good turn so quickly into misery. To do justice to the group, the descent is described in the very song that would prove their crowning moment. The FT A new documentary on the Eagles was released on DVD this week, following its screening at the London Sundance Film Festival. For the hell of it, I spent the last week asking people in the office if they liked the Eagles. As I had suspected, no one did. I was met by curled lips and indignant snarls, like the place had turned into a tea-time for Elvis impersonators. The same withering criticisms were repeated. The group was bland, boring, irritating. One colleague said it was like asking if he liked buses, and that was just about the kindest answer to my question. This was strange. Here was one of the most successful acts in rock history, responsible for one of the top ten best-selling... The FT... A new documentary on the Eagles was released on DVD this week, following its screening at the London Sundance Film Festival. For the hell of it, I spent the last week asking people in the office if they liked the Eagles. As I had suspected, no one did. I was met by curled lips and indignant snarls, like the place had turned into a tea-time for Elvis impersonators. The same withering criticisms were repeated. The group was bland, boring, irritating. 
One colleague said it was like asking if he liked buses, and that was just about the kindest answer to my question. This was strange. Here was one of the most successful acts in rock history, responsible for one of the top ten best-selling albums of all time, their first greatest hits collection, and the most adored exponents of a cultural phenomenon, Southern Californian soft rock, that might have changed the course of the Western world. Don't scoff, young people. Go and Google the heady liaison of beauty and power that were Linda Ronstadt and Jerry Brown. The Eagles were a couple of strums of an acoustic guitar away from real influence, or so it seemed at the time. Today, well-groomed sexagenarians, the Eagles still sell out huge arenas. VIP tickets cost nearly a thousand bucks a throw. They are loved, but they're also hated. What was great about the Eagles, their sweet melodies, immaculate harmonies and all-abiding mellowness, is the reason they are resented by succeeding generations. They were way too pleased with themselves. They dealt with the injustices of the world by wrapping themselves in a wonderland of peaceful, easy feelings and gloopy sunsets. It was the purest form of escapism, and it led nowhere. Alison Elwood's shamelessly indulgent documentary features a lot of the strumming and the harmonies, but it is the discordant notes that sound loudest. We made it and it ate us, says co-leader Glenn Fry of the group's dizzying ascent in the mid-1970s and its subsequent demise. Never did feel-good turn so quickly into misery. To do justice to the group, the descent is described in the very song that would prove their crowning moment. The widely derided Hotel California, a deft mix of Hispanic melody and lilting reggae rhythm, could not resist a dabble into L.A. Noir in its famous final line, You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. The duelling guitars that formed the song's coda was the apotheosis of what was beginning to be called adult-oriented rock, dovetailing sweetly and insubstantially into a sunny cul-de-sac. It was, effectively, the end of the Eagles. Since that song hit the charts 36 years ago, they've produced us three albums and no more great songs. They live on reputation and on a small body of work that, like all great popular culture, chimed with eerie neatness with the climate of its times. The group's friend and occasional collaborator Jackson Brown, an altogether more brooding artist, went to the Eagles to help him finish the verse of a song called Take It Easy. He started it with, Well, I'm standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, and they finished it like this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. In the film, Brown reflects ruefully on the seemingly simplistic solution. Girl, Lord, Ford, he says, all that redemption in one line. The best popular music can be brutally concise. While the Eagles tried to check out of their blissed-out lodgings, musical fashion changed. There was punk, new wave, dance music, hip-hop and all the rest. To be meaningful, art had to be urban, edgy, angular. Woe betide a well-crafted harmony. The Eagles split up at the end of the decade which they had dominated and became a joke. In a Seinfeld episode, Elaine falls for a man who is perfect apart from his obsession with the song Desperado. Steely Dan waspishly name-checked the group in their tale of marital discord, Everything You Did. Turn up the Eagles, the neighbours are listening. The two most important members of the group, Fry and Don Henley, substantial talents in their own right, did well out of solo careers. Fry acted in an episode of Miami Vice, no small cultural achievement. He shared the distinction with Frank Zappa and Miles Davis. Henley had another row with David Geffen, who sued him for $30 million. I'd sooner die than let you fuck me, Geffen told Irving Azoff, Henley's manager. Peaceful, easy feelings seemed a distance away. But the Eagles continued to entertain the hundreds of thousands who turn up to see them play. Audiences are not particularly interested in listening to any new work, They want to hear those canonical works from distant, in pop terms, history. In this respect, rock music is beginning to resemble classical music, no longer about the here and now, according reverence instead to discrete bodies of work from the past. They are already winning their initial skirmishes with that forbidding enemy, the test of time. If you're holding a Colt 45 to my head, I'll own up to liking the Eagles. I love that they cared so much about getting their harmonies right, that they liked to play it being cowboys, that they had the kind of guitarist who left the group because he wasn't getting to play enough country licks. The music came first. When a kid picks up a guitar or a drumstick, it's not to become famous, says Henley at the end of the film. Proof, if it were needed, that the Eagles really have lost touch with the modern world. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts to take a look at me come on don't say in the film brown reflects ruefully on the seemingly simplistic solution girl lord ford he says all that redemption in one line the best popular music can be brutally concise While the Eagles tried to check out of their blissed-out lodgings, musical fashion changed. There was punk, new wave, dance music, hip-hop and all the rest. To be meaningful, art had to be urban, edgy, angular. Woe betide a well-crafted harmony. 
The Eagles split up at the end of the decade which they had dominated and became a joke. In a Seinfeld episode, Elaine falls for a man who is perfect, apart from his obsession with the song Desperado. Steely Dan waspishly name-checked the group in their tale of marital discord, Everything You Did. Turn up the Eagles, the neighbours are listening. The two most important members of the group, Fry and Don Henley, substantial talents in their own right, did well out of solo careers. Fry acted in an episode of Miami Vice, no small cultural achievement. He shared the distinction with Frank Zappa and Miles Davis. Henley had another row with David Geffen, who sued him for $30 million. I'd sooner die than let you fuck me, Geffen told Irving Azoff, Henley's manager. Peaceful, easy feelings seemed a distance away. But the Eagles continue to entertain the hundreds of thousands who turn up to see them play. Audiences are not particularly interested in listening to any new work. They want to hear those canonical works from distant, in pop terms, history. In this respect, rock music is beginning to resemble classical music, no longer about the here and now, according reverence instead to discrete bodies of work from the past. They are already winning their initial skirmishes with that forbidding enemy, the test of time. If you're holding a Colt 45 to my head, I'll own up to liking the Eagles. I love that they cared so much about getting their harmonies right, that they liked to play at being cowboys, that they had the kind of guitarist who left the group because he wasn't getting to play enough country licks. The music came first. When a kid picks up a guitar or a drumstick, it's not to become famous, says Henley at the end of the film. Proof, if it were needed, that the Eagles really have lost touch with the modern world. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.